louder. Recording live from the Black Lodge, it's Rants After Dark with your host, Brandon A. Lane. episode of Rants After Dark. I'm your host, Brandon A. Lane, and joining me tonight are my cohorts on the other podcast you may be well familiar with, that being Wrestling Ruined, and no, we're not talking about wrestling tonight. We're going to talk about a common passion between Eddie and I, and uh, maybe a really big passion between Travis and this film, but uh, welcome back to the Black Lodge, Titty Flippin' Travis and Stank Dick Eddie. Yay! Gonna have to open a beer for this one, boys. This is the single greatest achievement in cinema. Okay, well, <laughs> if you're gonna suck this dick, the movie's dick, wait until we get past the intros and then suck away, my friend. I'm just this building. is all. This is all for you. This just, is your birthday just, present. Just, just build anticipation. Tonight we're jumping headfirst into the dumpster that is 2002's Halloween Resurrection. We invite all of you out there in the Rant Army to pop in your DVD, Blu-ray, VHS. I don't believe there's a laser disc, so I apologize on that front. Or digital copy and pause the movie right when the Dimension Films logo is going to start appearing on the screen. Then we're going to do a countdown and when we say hit play, what are you guys going to do? Hit play. Hit play. Exactly. Just remember, you don't have to watch the movie with us. You get to watch the movie with us. So without further ado, Halloween Resurrection in three, two, one, play. Thanks, a big D. <laughs> I tell you, uh, that D has uh, put a lot of people in uh, into dire straits, that being the D of the people at Dimension Films and Miramax, uh, Mr. Harvey Weinstein. Anybody familiar with that that fella? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I can know about that guy. Yeah. um, This was... uh, This is what he gave the world. This is why so many women had to ride that dick. I heard he was like a really nice guy. Yeah, if you you, you blew him. (laughs) You can't He's a piece of shit. Uh, He rots in hell. So, uh, do you know what the original title for Halloween Resurrection was going to be? Homecoming. Do you know why it was going to be Homecoming? Because they're going to explain the childhood stuff of Michael Myers more, correct? Well, because he's going back to his house. It's not a, not a fucking rocket he, science question, Eddie. He's going to come, sorry. On, Fuck me. Gonna come <laughs> on his home? I, I don't know. One of, one of the, uh, the promo pictures that they released for the logo actually was kind of cool, but it's sort of, uh, you can tell why they didn't go in this direction. The O... In Halloween and the O in Homecoming, we're going to make an eight because this was technically Halloween eight, but ultimately that doesn't make a lot of sense because we're in a branched off timeline. Oh my God. The other films don't exist. But no. See, Travis, if you've no, seen this film, no, you would it, know. It, it exists past Halloween two. Like, it goes from Halloween two to Halloween H2. Oh my God. Look at Travis. And he goes to Halloween Resurrection. He's, what? He's, he's fucking uh, throwing. Slam dunks and they, they retcon the other he, shit out. He kicked he kicked the baseball oh, through the Harvey, hockey goal. Harvey Weinstein. I wonder if Bob was part of the whole sex scandal. He just watched. Uh-huh. <laughs> he knew about it, so he's an asshole too. Oh, he just oh, you you know you know those Weinstein boys were talking about diddling. They were pig roasting Rose McGowan sixteen years ago. God bless <laughs> Rose McGowan. I would. She's in Ready to Rumble. So there's that. Yeah, wrestling tie Hell yeah, that she that she is. Who's fat cunt? 
<laughs> who, who, who of us three has a a cardboard cutout of her in their house? The you Rosie do. Gallon? I you do. do. Damn right, I do. I don't. But you, but you jizzed on it so much you had to cover her forehead up. That's not true. <laughs> you lie. Allegedly. <laughs> Oh, so Eddie, be, you being the Halloween aficionado of of the three of us, um, Josh Hartnett, we have Jamie Lee Curtis now making her third and final at the time appearance as Laurie Strode for Ten what amounts to be very little. What's your take on Jamie Lee Curtis coming back to the Halloween franchise, only to be killed off in the first? Five minutes of the movie. People people are so quick to judge and say Halloween H2O sucks. And it's not terrible. I've seen a lot worse, as in this movie. Oh, no. I mean, Hollywood continues to prove that things of the past that were bad were so much better. We didn't know how good we had it. You're right. You're right. So they take, you know... Well, everything she did in Halloween H2O to make her a strong woman, she was fighting. And they make her... She dies and not even before the first act's over. Yep. Contract, it's fucking weak. Contractual obligations. She had to make this happen to to get them to make H2O. And that you got to give her credit that it was her, basically, her idea. Like, what if we brought my character back and we had a face-off um, with me and Michael? Now, you may argue that completely derailed the series from its continuity, but in terms of, like, money-making, this is really the moment where, well, H2O was the moment where Halloween became you know, the franchise because, you know, we got no Freddie and, and, uh, and Jason, you know, really going around this time. Well, I guess Freddie versus Jason was about to come out, but yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, as far as solo slasher movies, this was the one that was kind of leading the way. The excuse of how he gets, gets away here is it pisses me off so bad because it, it takes everything. If even if you watch Halloween H2O, it still doesn't make sense of what they're trying to throw here. To yeah. me, it is not. Oh, that was a thing. Like in in the contract, you make a Halloween movie. You you cannot kill Michael Myers. That is a part of the of the requirement. So you have to have a back door. <laughs> so even in this next movie, which we're Some about a month, month it's no big deal. We're about a month away from it being released. Um, uh, Michael Myers probably not actually going to die. Uh, released on July 12th, 2002. This came out about two months after I graduated high school. How old were you boys? You're a little younger than me. I was just about to turn 14. So you said, uh, 2002. So I graduated in 05. So I'd have probably been 14. About to turn 14. Or no, no, I was about about to turn 15. Because that July, the end of July, I would have turned 14. Little, little, little babies. Uh, I, I had like my mom was all cool with taking me to this too because I mean she she took me to see H two O so we had to go see this one and even then my mom was like this one's not that good. Well, your mom's a fucking liar. Uh, I'll give her some credit. <laughs> uh, She's a lot of things, but uh, she was right about this. No, I, I gotta go, I gotta err on the side of defending Eddie's mother on, on this one. This don't is let big, her know about it. This is a big fucking turd. I just despite what Travis will be telling you over the course of this commentary, this movie ain't very good. How many Keurigs is this movie? <laughs> T- Twelve and a half Keurigs. 
She's been hiding her pills inside a raggedy ant. Um, this the security in this place sucks, <laughs> and the people who are whose job it is to keep her mentally in line are also doing a, a shit job. Aren't they supposed to open her mouth? Open your mouth and let me see that they're gone, kind of thing. Well, they make her they make they make her cough to make sure she's not hiding them in her ass. Oh god, he's so terrifying. Looks like a fucking lone gnome. Fucking hate you, Travis. <laughs> so, so, a badass long no. Halloween Resurrection was produced on an estimated budget of thirteen million dollars. And its opening weekend it made twelve million two thousand two hundred and ninety two thousand one hundred and twenty one dollars. So the first weekend this thing made its money back. Pretty you could, much. You could have think so, for thirteen million dollars I could have yeah, but, but, a better mask. But I imagine Brandon's going, Brandon's going to allude to how much money the last movie of just Halloween 2018 did compared to this, and it's fucking wild. Well, I'll, yeah, but you have to look to inflation is has gone crazy in the intervening years. But yes, it was much more of a runaway hit than 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 this was. I, I think the the public at large is a little more primed, like your average person is willing to entertain slasher movies a little more because the internet has kind of changed. And we're actually going to talk a little bit about the internet here in just a few. Um, the overall gross for Halloween Resurrection, what do you guys think it was? Like it's in theater run or just in general altogether? Theater, theater run. I'd say probably maybe 50, 50 million. I'm going to say 32. I, I appreciate your airing on the side of caution there, Travis. $32,664,855,000. Eddie, because you're, uh, you're, you're putting things in 2022 money in your head. That's actually pretty fucking good for a movie compared, compared to its budget. So this thing more than doubled its budget. No. The general perception of Resurrection is that it got kung fu kicked, you know, and the franchise went into went into irrelevance. But simply based off that box office return, it, it didn't do badly at all. So Resurrection made more than enough money to justify a sequel. However, the real victim here, uh, it's not the people we're going to get see carved up. The real victims were the people on the Internet. Because Halloween Resurrection has the distinction of being the first Halloween film where the fans were really given a platform on online message boards and stuff. And you hear a lot now, like the Sonic movie, where like the fans like got them to change the movie. CGI, like the Sonic didn't look Yeah, right. they, they, they changed the, basically the entire look. They redid the movie in its CGI because fans were so outcried about it. The fans were so vocal about how much they disliked this movie, they derailed the possibilities of sequels, which, I mean, we'll talk a little later on about, you know, what, what those may have been. But that's that's pretty interesting that the fans uh, were so taken back. Well, and uh, critics were, were pretty harsh on this movie as well. What do you think the IMDb rating is for this movie, Travis? Out of 10. 2.1. Say a 4.5. 3.9 out of 10. And I think that's pretty accurate. <laughs> it's not good. F- fans and critics don't know what the fuck are talking about. Uh, well, 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 let's go to an aggregator that gives both critics and audiences a, a different score. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think the Rotten Tomatoes uh, regular score is, Eddie? I'd say 25. 12%. I was going to say 13. <laughs> 
Um, I was audience, on the conservative side there. The audience <laughs> score is uh, a little a little higher. Or what do you think it is? Uh, I'm gonna go 26, 25 percent. Travis, did you did you do research beforehand? You're coming up pretty close. <laughs> no, on no, no. Actually, no. I'm just taking. I'm just taking. I'm just taking some guesses here. Uh, we just saw Michael descend from the ceiling. I hate and that's that. just that's just a callback to H two O because it was a scene that people liked in H two O. So they had a shoehorn it in here somehow. Yeah, but he just like effortlessly like lets himself down with one arm. You don't that, understand working. That, that you don't understand I, I do. working. I do understand working. Oh, uh, by and the that's way, not possible. That uh, that shadow right there was slowed down to make it more ominous, and it just makes the film look like it's not playing properly. <laughs> Like you have a scratch on your disc. Oh, <clears throat> this guy. Yeah, the, he is such an unnecessary unnecessary character to have. There. And the fact that he doesn't get killed is sort of uh, insulting as well. Is it because Michael appreciates having a fan? He, like, he likes he, masks. He understands that he's also a special needs guy as well. I was like, oh man, I see myself <laughs> in you. Or, I wore a clown wore, mask. Here's this knife. I, I wore a clown mask as a kid. You're wearing a clown mask now. It's I, so cute. I hope you murder your sister with this knife in my honor. Oh my and god, I that was terrible. This, this is a this is kind of a callback to Halloween too, where he walks straight through the. Uh, the, the glass, glass yeah. I hate that they slowed it down, though. I, I, I gotta say, the mask in this movie is... I like it a lot better than I like the one in H2O, all three of them. So, Travis, talk a little bit about oh, your revelation about the mask in, in H2O that we just came across before uh, recording today. I did not know that there was a CGI mask in it's H2O. Bad. And like, it, the, it's terrible. There's a fan that that's out there that on YouTube did it with just their own, like... I don't know, was it After Effects, whatever it is. But they made the mask make look so much better on their cut. Well, you can do that shit on like your cell phone now. I'm going to say that mask there looks like he stuck his finger in a light socket. It's like, poof. I This mask is, is light years better than no, the no. one than we got in H2O. Any of them, with the exception of maybe the mask they reworked from Part 6 that's at the, the very beginning of the movie. You, you, you barely even see that mask. Well, see, now his hair slicked back. But oh yeah, he had. There are moments in this movie where he full on has an afro. Like I, I will say that the the Brandon when I was looking at that stuff with Brandon before you got here, I did not know that the mask was so bad that they had to rework the mask in H two O. Like yeah. the, the director only was the That's only person why, that liked it. Well, the first mask that they use, it's like the hair looks like it does have a fro in that one. It's really short and it just looks really. It looked kind of like Halloween Four's mask a little bit, and it's just really bad. And then they they used uh, Beekler. And he made a mask that was kind of like uh, from a mold of Part Six, which yeah. I actually like Part Six's mask. You don't? I, I, in comparison to most of the mask, it's pretty good. But overall, I don't, I don't care for it. This, the problem with this mask is that it's very jowly. He, he, it, the, the elongated um, cheeks mm-hmm. make him look old. Yeah, and, and I'm not trying to sound racist. He looks like a black man. Yes. Yes. No, I completely. It's yeah. the. It's the. It's just. It's the. The facial structures. That's what it looks like. That's I ex- agree with you as well. That's exactly what I pointed <laughs> out when I looked at the H two O mask for you. But, but, but Travis is racist. No, I'm not. Your, your grandma's racist. <laughs> this, that that uh, she is. I'll say that checks. I, I do not also like the fact that you can see his eyes. Like I've always been accustomed to seeing, like just the black void instead I, of seeing eyeballs. I feel the exact same way about Jason. Like it, it robs them of. You don't you don't want your inhuman force of nature to be humanized and showing someone's eyes, especially in H two O, 
um, which I guess works in retrospect, but not in the in the moment where he's reaching out for her and stuff, and he's you know. So, oh, so th- there's a there's a flaw here, you know, because she she's clearly like, oh, you know, I killed the wrong person, blah blah blah. Okay, did the wrong person like barge through your fucking door and chase you through this fucking hospital? There's no logic to it. It makes no fucking sense. And I thought he didn't have emotions where he could could do things. Like here, this. but here, but here's the thing. Um, they locked her up for a fucking reason. <laughs> so by not taking her meds, maybe maybe some of that crazy is coming through. I don't. I don't mean to give the writers any credit for for rationale. I'm just trying to somehow make sense of the the flaws of this movie. But I mean, if you had cut off someone's head and it turned out it wasn't the person you were intending, you might be a little uh, reticent about doing it again. Whee! Oh, this right in the back. Such a oh, no. such a shitty, pointless way to kill this character. And who's a cornerstone of the whole franchise. And she kisses her brother in a very awkward way. So there were people who believed that killing off Lori sort of restored the intention of the series of him not having motivation, which be honest with you, I'm, I'm totally in favor for, I think it's one of the things that has made, he's holding on by two fingers. The, the David (laughs) Gordon green movies, um, more interesting is that Michael is scarier to me without having a motivation. That being said, um, killing off your, your other main character, especially not having Loomis in the past, these two movies, Killing off Lori, so... Or even a character like Loomis in, involved. Yeah, it just... I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. What do you think, like, if they had reworked this movie to where they had killed her in the last reel rather than the first? Like, maybe she escapes from this place because she finds out that they're doing that live cast on the internet. I yes. mean, I'm not saying that she should have been killed, but if you're going to kill her, at least... You could give her, give her the, basically the same amount of screen time, just spread it out through the movie rather than. I feel like they yeah. kind of did that with um, Freddy versus Jason because kind of like they escaped. Um, is it West? Is it Weston Hills? Hills? Yeah, and and they showed up back at the high school. They could have done something similar to that with this, but uh, I don't. Man, I just it's, the problem with these movies, and especially a sequel like this, is you have time. To they did you know ninety five ninety four ninety five they they filmed Halloween six so they had you know a few years to kind of think something over we're gonna go a completely new route they get H two O we get this you know they bring Jamie Lee Curtis back does Gangbuster Dollars and then like a year and a half like a year later year and a half later they're filming this movie. And it's like, okay, what can we do? Oh, the internet's a big thing right now. Let's just kind of throw that in there. And they shoehorn it in, and they try to make something out of it, even though they haven't given enough time to really. By, by the way, the the title card just came up. Done for the title. D- does that title card not look so fucking cheap? Yeah, it looks like a, it looks like a fan fi- like fan made. Yes, film. it looks like an After Effects. Uh, like a, a, I have a, I have a point just before it gets too far past this. Um, what did you guys think about the whole first person Michael view? Where he like hands off the knife and stuff. It's like very video game esque. Well, that, yeah, but that's kind of how it was in the first movie too. They they kind of go from the first person. However, this is your director. Yeah, I also we'll, we'll talk we'll talk about uh, Mr. Rick Rosenthal in in a few. Uh, but this is this is his director's cameo. That's that's so they would uh, wouldn't have to spend any more money on you know somebody to to have a speaking role. Also, the clown is pretty much there just to recap all the murders, Michael. 
Yeah, yeah, he's an expository dump, but but at the same time, like, who's seeing this movie that doesn't basically know what the fuck is up? Exactly, it's the eighth fucking movie. All right, Google users ranked this movie at an astonishingly high sixty nine percent. Hell nice. yeah, nice. I have, too high. No, it's absolutely too high. They're and, right. And generally, I hail Google as being the most <laughs> accurate to how I feel about movies. They got this one wrong. But they they little little too high on the uptake on this one. You guys are liars. However, the one that absolutely matters is our Rant Army review. In the Facebook group, I gave our listening audience two options. Halloween Resurrection good, Halloween Resurrection bad. What do you think the Rant Army ranked this movie at? I'd say at least an 89% thumbs down. I'm going bad. I'm going I'm going 65% thumbs down. Okay, well, this would be the the, the the thumbs up. Oh, what the thumbs up is? 45, oh, 35%. Yeah, that's, that's how... 12% thumbs up. That, that's how uh, percentages work. Now, what, are you, what's your, what are you saying, Travis? 35% thumbs up. 8%. Wow. So the, the Rand Army is right there. So, I think that, so all my burner accounts got it right. <laughs> God damn you. Um, on Fat Tony's hit list, we have 10 kills... And on Stank Dick Eddie's titty tally, we we have one, I believe. Yes, we do see um, a Miss Lady's titties down there in the um, basement slash sewer area. Yeah, you, they kind of tease you to make you think that Katie Sackhoff's character is going to be the one. She should have let those warlocks fucking flow. Hey, do you know, I'll tell you a really funny story that I, I learned in watching this. So... She, her being Katie Sackhoff, who is the attractive blonde here with the the big gummy smile, she they try to talk her in to exposing her breasts, or at the very least, like showing her bra, and she did not want to do it. There is an insert shot in the movie where she pulls her top up, and she she had saw the movie at the th- at the uh, premiere with her parents, and her parents were like taken aback, like, "Oh, Katie, how dare you!" But she wasn't embarrassed that her family saw this. She was embarrassed that the person whose breasts they showed were smaller than hers. <laughs> well, that's uh, what this you fucking get. guy. Of um, course. By the way, do you know who that guy is? Who is it? Someone too old to be a college student. That that kid right there, I believe, if my uh, if I'm remembering the character correctly, that is the kid who was the baby in Three Men and a Baby. Really? What? Yes. Oh, He's in there smelling God. my panties now. That's what like Challenge looks, is all about. I feel like she looks like Lori Petty a little bit. He looks fucking weird. Just like they just said. All right. Metacritic ranks this movie at 19%. Uh, that's pretty, pretty accurate. Um, Did you become a Metacritic fan? Uh, generally, I'm not, but uh, uh, yeah, a broken clock is right twice a day. <sighs> Look at those fucking computers. Oh, I take it back. This guy right there that's with Deckard, who's the our main character. Guy looks like he's trying to be Macaulay Culkin. That that is the uh the kid who was the baby in Three Minute of Baby. <sighs> There's so many ancillary characters I, I couldn't keep them straight. I wasn't going to do in depth so research for this movie. Yes. No. Yes, because the baby is a girl in the movie. But here's the thing. She's a little lady. Like if you're she's in the in the, <laughs> in the sequel she was. <laughs> but it, I mean Unless you're going to inspect beyond the diaper, which would be totally weird, you're not going to know the difference between a male and a, and a female baby. Harvey Weinstein would have done it, probably. 
Probably. I don't even feel. I don't even feel bad about uh, laying the allegedly on you with that one. We'll just say it for. I mean, he's in jail. Goddamn do. God dang mopeds rule. No, they don't. <laughs> I I always thought she was low key pretty hot. Yeah, you know. Oh, Brandon, I'll get to it later. But I I recognized her immediately from a TV show I used to watch all the time. What's that? Rules of Engagement. David Spade. And uh, the guy that plays uh, the the crippled guy on Family Guy. Wow, not so PC, bro. <laughs> He's crippled. <laughs> oh my God! Look who it is, Buster Rubs. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. Um, Eddie, what don't you do? Uh, just kind of recap <clears throat> where we are to this point in terms of like the Halloween story of this this timeline. This timeline. 1978, we got the classic Halloween one where we saw Laurie Strode being stalked by the Boogeyman, um, who we uh, don't find out who he really is uh, until, you know, or how they are related until part two, which we find out it's more of the night they came home, where Dr. Slumish shot him six times. He shot him in the heart. And uh, we find out that they're actually brother and sister. Um, He attacks her in the hospital, and Dr. Loomis blows that bitch up. And uh, you assume that they're both dead. Lori goes off to an, into an ambulance to another hospital. And that's pretty much all we hear of until 20 years later that we find out that Lori Strode is actually now uh, Carrie Tate. Carrie Tate. Uh, and she's at a, a posh a school in California, which is a private school. Her son's Josh Hartnett, uh, who has a terrible fucking haircut, who is also filming... The Faculty at the exact same time, which is also another great movie. Yeah, another terrible, terrible haircut. Yeah, yeah. Well, at the same time, he had the same haircut, same movie. He had the they same haircut and skulls. Yeah, they could have fucking combed his hair in one of those guys. Shout out to TJ uh, Bowser for letting us know that. However, at the end of the Halloween H2O, she cuts Michael's head off with an axe. Turns out it was not. It was a paramedic, which we just saw in this movie. And her demise to this. So now, what do we do with Michael Myers? Well, he's going to go back home. All right. And here... By the way, this scream, not that, hers. that's not hers. They dubbed that because she could not scream. And my first question is like, why you hire a girl for a slasher movie who can't scream? Why didn't she break the TV? Because she was attractive. That's pretty much why they hired her. There, there are far skankier girls they could have put in this movie who could scream. Get his ass! And this is this 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 is uh, Chekhov's kung fu here because it's going to come back into play later on. God damn it! By the way, do you notice that Buster Rhymes only has one sideburn? Let's see. And I did not notice that. Yeah, notice and that it's either. it's so skinny, and it just makes me fucking angry. Uh, it kind of co- curls around now, like now almost when he touches. goes to the other side there's not one there is it because he can't grow one or is it a fashion statement it's, I don't fucking know it's probably a fashion statement in 2002 right Woo-ha, I got you all in check <laughs> <laughs> he's the fastest rapper alive oh <laughs> uh, that's not true he's not busy bone <coughs> that was a deep cut there Brandon oh, where was that oh, coming from I don't know shit about I don't know shit about rappers but I know busy bone is very fast <laughs> he's, he's, he's really fast he's not, he's not Twista. Twista no he's not Twista or what? Tech 9 you, you, you guys wanna have, have a rap off no I wish Buster Rhymes was... Oh, you know you can play as Buster Rhymes in Def Jam Vendetta? Oh, my God. No one cares about that. <laughs> Everyone does. All right, listen, I've made this pretty clear. I'm not a huge fan of H2O, but that ending is is fantastic. In fact, I believe the series has been given the perfect ending a couple of times. I think the ending of, of Halloween 2 is kind of perfect, but they found a way to extend the series. And I think the ending of H2O, despite... My the flaws that I have with it, I think that ending is perfect, and this movie kind of completely undoes 
all the goodwill that people had. With he that. doesn't. He does not have the. Uh, he does yeah, I really, something. I really think that this movie leaves such a sour taste in their mouth that they do fond, fondly have good thoughts of H two O. So my question is, if if H two O had been the end of that series. And the next movie that that came out was the Rob Zombie remake. Do you think people would be as harsh on it? Or do you think that people are less harsh on it because this movie was so bad? They're less harsh on it because this movie's so bad. I think it would have been both, though, because you would have had from 2002 to 2007. That's five years. People are, I know myself, was ready for another sequel, after, especially after seeing this. But I do believe, you know, after it'd be 98 to 2007. It's almost 10 years, nine years of, between the release dates. I think people would have still enjoyed Halloween, uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween, just because we haven't had another movie before I, that. I just feel like that sometimes absence makes the heart grow fonder. And when we finally get a new Freddy movie or a new Jason movie, it's going it, to do really huge. well because people haven't had that taste in a while. And, you know, in, in the 80s, uh, Michael was the least exposed because yes. how many Hall- I mean Halloween 3 doesn't count. You've got Halloween 2, you've got Halloween 4 and Halloween 5. So there's only 3 Michael movies in the 80s whereas there were 8 Jason movies year after year after year and then. 4 Freddy movies. So yeah, so you he was protected as they say in the wrestle business. Yeah. A little bit, and whereas a lot of the slashers in the 90s sort of took a back seat, Michael, for better or for worse, stayed okay. stayed relevant because they were able to put him in, you know, in times and places where the other, there was less competition. I will say that, like, watching, watching these movies, technology makes these movies feel so dated. But if you go back and watch a movie from the 70s or 80s where they didn't have this technology... The film doesn't feel as dated as these movies do um, to me. One one thing in terms of technology, I will say positively about this movie, um, and it's not the movie specifically, but the the Blu-ray uh, restoration of this movie it's it's pretty nice. Yeah, um, I'll be honest with you. I've known I've owned my fifteen disc set for fucking years. I think we've watched this movie once or twice, and the kids wanted to watch it. And that's the only reason why. So I guess it would be a good time to just talk about like obviously Eddie, you you've saw you saw this in the theater with your mom. Did you see it opening night? I think we saw it opening weekend. Um, I think it was I think it might have been opening weekend. I I saw it opening night and uh, I was at this little uh, the, the theater called the Paradigm in my hometown of Morristown, Tennessee, which was a second run theater. So I went there specifically to see it because it would be cheaper than seeing it at the Carmike Theater at the at the mall. Um, but because I was broke at the time, I, I actually saw this movie twice open the night. I went to a seven o'clock show and then a ten o'clock show because <laughs> it was so I was so, so excited. And it was hey so Orson, good. I never realized that little uh, that little line that uh, Tyra Banks says. It says Hey Orson Welles, which yeah has a lot of ties to this movie, which I've never realized that. I hate you, Tyra Banks. Fuck <laughs> you too. <laughs> she's okay. hot. Um, hot. In in this continuity, resurrection. Is technically Halloween four, so let's settle the easiest debate ever. 
Which part four is the best, the return of Michael Myers or resurrection? Let's start with Travis, because let's get the bullshit out of the way. <laughs> Fucking resurrection all day, every day. <sighs> We're going to go return, and I can tell you why. Just because of the atmosphere that is set in Halloween 4, it makes it feel like it is a, an October Cash movie. Shot. This movie is, it, they're trying to cater to a specific audience, even with the casting of who's all in this movie. And, um, yeah. It's because uh, Scream, I know everybody wants to get up on, you know, Ghostface Dick, but the fucking Scream set a precedence, and they were more concerned with these movies turning a slightly higher profit. Um, I, I hate this movie, but this kill is actually... It is probably pro- one of the better kills Probably the one of the better kills in the movie. This is uh, an homage to Peeping Tom from 1960, uh, probably one of the... The two movies to kick off the slasher genre, along with Psycho. No one dances like that by themselves. Into by the Black way. Christmas. Well, Black Christmas is seventy four. Well, yeah, I was saying into Black Christmas. I did see uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween opening night. Of course, you did. That movie fucking blew. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> it's it's better than. However, this one. the movie you saw in theaters was better than the movie that we got on DVD. So there you go. I, I have as much as I, I've given that movie shit. I have three different cuts. I know of that you do. What <laughs> um, did they change between the fucking DVD? God, we don't have time to fucking talk about <laughs> Rob Zombie's Halloween. Go so back and listen to this. Uh, sorry. Um, for me, the big. She's allure- so fucking messy, by the way. Disrespecting Michael's house. Sorry, this garage. Go on, <laughs> dude. Tyra Banks could come here and fucking get dip shit all over that my fucking house. I wouldn't care. She's fine. Fine. All right. Um, for me, the big allure of this movie, and I, the reason I think it did as well in the theater as it did, is because people wanted to know how Michael survived. Now, you you touched on it a little bit, but do you, what do you think about ultimately? I I have I have my feeling now, and I have the feeling then. As much as I didn't like this movie initially. I thought that it was as clever of a way to justify Michael being alive as they probably were going to get, because my fear is that they were going to go into this movie and just not explain it. But how, like he was just going to be back home. Yeah, like how how when you were in your you know Halloween fandom, what what went through your mind in terms of like why you wanted to see this movie? Was it just because it was a new Halloween movie, or was it like oh, I have to know how Michael? Survived. I mean, I was like thirteen, so in my head, I wanted to. I want. It's another Halloween movie. I get this in my head. I'm like, I'm gonna probably get to see some tits, which is like, fuck yeah, with your mom there. Yeah, it's fine. I didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, but at the same time, though, I mean, it's just really. It, it's I wanted to see Michael Myers. I I was curious to know what was going to happen because I'm like, they cut his head off. How is he here? Are they because you know it wasn't like how it is now. You can't have people just say, oh, they brought him back because of this. And then in the trailer, they make it seem like. Jamie Lee Curtis has a lot bigger part in this yes, movie. Yes, they, they, they gave the false indicator on that big time. Yeah, yeah so they time. literally show Michael, she's like, I, I knew you would come or something like that. And then they would tease with that and they would show kind of the house and stuff. But at the same time, in the theatrical cut here, how did he get back there? The, the deleted scene where that car was just towed off, I believe he stole that car yeah. and that's how he got there. And it was parked in front of the house, and they wanted to get the car out of there because it was ruining the shot. So there's little things like that I would have appreciated yes, the, having in the movie. There are 240p webcam shots that they're broadcasting over the internet, which were playing probably at like one sixteenth the frame rate they were supposed to. 
God, the internet has improved so much since this, then. This movie's the inspiration for The Condemned. Stone Cold Steve Austin. God damn you, Travis. <laughs> why did we invite him? <laughs> this is why. <laughs> uh, obviously, I, I I think at least two two thirds of us will agree that um, continuing uh, H2O, th- this direct after H2O was a was a mistake. Eddie, was there a way to continue the story after H2O that isn't embarrassing or like without going into like super paranormal territory? Like you're, you're the director, you're the writer. What's, what's your so script? The way I would have played it off and it would have pissed so many people off to make it make sense. Um, and that's what I'm playing to, not what I personally want, but to make it make sense is the part where she stabs Michael at the very end and uh, LL Cool J um, stops her and says, it's over, it's over, it's over. That kind of plays off to how the movie ends. We don't do the, the decapitation scene because um, that makes it look like Michael has been caught or Michael is dead, blah, blah, blah. And then that's how you can start this movie off is, you know, she still thinks that he's possibly alive, but she can still be in a mental mm-hmm. institution. Okay. Are you saying that you would not have had them cut his head off in the last movie? No. No, I well, would make it. No, well, no, it, it would have been in her head that she saw oh, okay, that. Got you, got so you. So in her so head, to say it, the movie already happened. You no, can't, no, no, you no, can't, no. You can't rewrite history. So they, they, history. Got, they got, they got, they, we do that scene where you know she gets it, and that's kind of uh, how the uh, the movie, you know, we think it ends, and and we still get the decapitation scene, but when she decapitates and the head rolls off, they realize that she's now like you know, uh, and, and Friday Part Three when she starts laughing hysterically. At the yeah, end. it's something kind of like that where it's all a kind of delusion in her head, and and that's kind of how, where we ended. You know, it. it's kind of crazy how how similar because I have a pitch, um, how similar our, our ideas are, and uh, I think I think you might like what I got here. I want to stroke your uh, stroke your excitement boner uh, <laughs> uh, real good. But I think audience would hate my idea, but my pitch would be Halloween: The Ghost of Michael Myers. Um, Michael obviously wouldn't be a ghost and you could do it to where it would be vague. Is he actually dead or, you know, basically did, did she decapitate him or was that shit in her head? I think we're we're pretty much on the same, same lines there. I'd have a group of survivors from previous movies. Now, being that this is the, the Lori timeline, you'd have to kind of fudge that because you wouldn't have, uh, Rachel and Jamie, but I mean, you could... You could have a couple of characters and flesh them out a little bit, and you have them doing group therapy together and just talking about their psychological issues. And throughout this, I I would give Jamie an actual acting role. The characters would, they all decide to go to the Myers house to face their fears because it's this like roadblock in their life that they're just unable to get past. And... You could do it a couple of different ways. Like if you wanted to completely separate Michael from the movie, you could have it to where, you know, maybe there's a a homeless man living in the house and like they think it's him him and maybe they actually evil dies tonight. tonight. (laughs) They kill, they kill him. Like, and, but my movie would end. Well, through the course of it, the different, uh, the different people, the different survivors, they would all see Michael a little differently. And it would be representative of the Michael from from their movie. Like Lori, to me, would see Michael from like 
you know, like part one or H2O. I mean, that would be the more contemporary one. And then maybe you could have, uh, Racist. the, uh, this, that, that, that actually. He didn't blackface. So there's that. No, about the, uh, that's restraint. Native Americans in the corner. Uh-huh. <laughs> but that's also racist. But you could have, um, maybe like a character from part two and she's, and she sees Michael or he sees Michael as, you know, the Dick Warlock Michael. You see what I'm saying? Well, see, so you could, you could easily do this to where uh, it could be Jimmy. Um, from part two, yeah. Um, he could see it like that. You could have little Lindsay Wallace and Tom uh, and Tommy Doyle um, there as well. You can do Marion Chambers, yeah, there as well. Um, kind of similar to what they've done now, or at least I, with Halloween in, Kills. In my head, it, it, this would work better if all the movies were in continuity. Uh, part three aside. But, you know, having him look like somebody sees him as Michael from part four and somebody sees him as Michael from part five. I just think that would be an interesting dynamic that it's them dealing with their psychosis. And the end of the movie would be um, Jamie. Uh, I mean, she's basically suicidal um, and throughout this. And then when she realizes that she has to burn the past to get over it, she burns the house down and the the ghost of Michael she's seeing fades away. I think that'd be nice. Critics would probably love it. Audiences would hate it because it's probably too smart for a movie. I think that movie would probably be better accepted right now than it would be would be then. Something that's really noticeable to me watching this movie, uh, it's been a good minute, but knowing I've seen you know a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, but knowing that this is on a soundstage. And then they use the other exterior shots for actually out in the street. It's very noticeable now watching them. Yeah. A lot of them continuity problems, but it's just because the movie's so good. I don't notice it. <laughs> then why are you pointing them out? Because <laughs> I'm watching it with a different eye. Oh, well, I, I appreciate you bringing your critical eye to this. A house of blood on the knife. <laughs> he killed. He killed Jamie. No, he no, gave he, that knife away. You're yeah, right. Yeah, you're, right. You're, you're welcome. Maybe he killed some no rats. Maybe he killed floor. some rats. You don't know. Why is there no blood on know. the floor when he killed the cameraman? There was Orson Welles. Well, why didn't nobody see it? It wasn't really Orson Welles. Could he cleaned it up. <laughs> damn oh, so he's Mr. Clean now. Yes, he's very. Anal. He's very. He's very anal about cleanliness. <laughs> How was the fucking uh, the the stupid baby chair spring loaded out of the closet because Freddie put that shit in there. You find Freddy. that out, Travis. If you watch this movie two times open a night, you'll fucking know that. <laughs> Hands off, bud. Mm. Hands off the merchandise. Nobody cares about your Shawn Michaels mm. reference. Mm. Mm, I almost called you something. <laughs> um, all right, million dollar question: Is Halloween Resurrection the worst of the Halloween series? No. You know, man, I used to always say, I always used to give shit to Halloween 2, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, but I really do think, at least they, they tried something wild and different, at least it's visually, it looks great as well. This movie does not look good, the writing is shit, the acting is shit. I would say this is this is the worst one for me. Part 5's not great either, but I still think this is worse. Wrong. I, I have conflicting feelings. And I know that, like, I'm I'm going to be an island into myself in this feeling, but let me let me say my my make my case before I come back around to argue against it. I have no interest in ever watching Halloween Kills again, and I have seen Resurrection. This is probably the fifth or sixth time, and as much as I dislike this movie. 
Here, here's that shot I was talking about earlier. Girl. And this guy literally plays the same character. Yeah. Fucking. All the, the slowed down Michael uh, shots are really dumb, too. <laughs> He's like, I'm waiting for it. Yeah. Her breast, not as big as Katie Sackhoff's. <laughs> but I, at the very least, as dumb as it is, this movie does have a story. And in in every technical term, Halloween Kills is a better film. It's better acted. The kills, for the most part, are really great. Um, so, in in terms of enjoyability, most people would probably like Halloween Kills more. But I have to say, with a gun to my head, I think I would rather watch this movie than Halloween Kills. Because at the very least, I can watch this and laugh about it. And Halloween Kills just made me angry. So I know that I'm I'm in the minority in that regard, but that's that's my take on it. But um, when you're talking about Halloween, Rob Zombie's Halloween Two, I think that is that's not a good movie at all. But it's too it's simply too interesting of a train wreck to to disregard entirely. To me, that's the worst one. Um, this is the most dated of the Halloween movie. So in that regard, it absolutely is the worst because this is so tied into its time period. And even like the first one, like, you know, 78, it's very clearly 1978, but there's nothing about it that I think would necessarily turn off an audience. Whereas like, this is just, I mean, like Palm Pilots and, and, you know, Blackberries. Yeah. It's just so, this is so, so of its time. And it's from a time that like no one has nostalgia for. Like you don't hear people like, Oh man, 2002. That's what was my fucking jam. <laughs> apple and shuffles. <laughs> <laughs> fucking apple bottom Gene and Nelly songs. This is what I'm fucking talking about. <laughs> Air Force One's bitch. That grill. That's still a few years back. Brock Lesnar's <laughs> champion. God damn it, Travis. Was he? got a Is that Brock Lesnar's champion? Oh, sorry. Was he too? Actually, he's not. He's uh, not yet. This is in July. Too. Well, Hogan's already been champ one time again. Goddamn right he was. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. And then he lost. Then he lost the title in uh, Nashville or Memphis. Taker. I think it's Nashville. Nashville. Yeah, to, yeah. Is- wrestling. God, sorry guys. I know. I know wrestling uh, is a, is a sore subject on this podcast, but we love it. Um, worse or not, uh, Resurrection had the distinction of being the first film in the series to have a returning director. Let's talk about Rick Rosenthal. He did tons of TV, including episodes of Law & Order, SVU, <clears throat> Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and Crossing Jordan. He's probably best known for directing Bad Boys with Sean Penn. He did The Birds 2, uh, which is one of the worst films ever made. But he also did Halloween 2 with Jamie Lee Curtis, who was in Trading Places with Dan Aykroyd, who was in Ghostbusters. We got busted. You just got busted. Also, the movie you're watching right now, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, who was in, uh, who was in My Girl with Dan Aykroyd, who was in Ghostbusters. You just got busted. So there you go. That's, there's, there's two for you right off the bat. Rhymes. I fucking hate you. Travis. Yeah, we hate you so much. <laughs> so, why do you think they chose Rick Rosenthal to return? I'm not really sure. I'm not. I'm, I'm not real familiar the reasoning. The reasoning why they had him show up there. Well, I'm obviously really glad that John Carpenter didn't return to do this movie because there was a there was a big push for him to come back to do H2O, and I and I think that, that would have been all right. that that could have been cool. But he he was right to have nothing to do with this fucking movie. 
But do you think any of the previous directors would have been a good choice? Let's just go through them. You Tommy Lee Wallace, who did part three. You have uh, Dwight Little, who did part four. Um, the I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce this guy, Dominique, some French dude who ruined part five. And then uh, <laughs> St- Steve Miner, who did H2O. Why do you think Steve Miner didn't come back? That's a good question, because I feel like with the tone that he set for H2O, it would have been nice to... This is so fucking stupid. It would have been so nice to have... He's already wearing the... Um, coveralls, yeah. Coveralls, yeah. I think it'd be nice, because tone-wise, it, it kind of would have probably matched what he did in the first one. Um, or H2O, is what I'm saying. And uh, I do <laughs> think... Um, not even watching. Uh, is it, you said um, part four. Dwight Little. Dwight Little. Fucking would have done a great job as well. I, I enjoy the everything about the atmosphere and Halloween 4. It makes it feel like it's Halloween. Well, we've obviously Halloween 4, the biggest episode You're of goddamn this, this right podcast history. And one of the things we talked about is like it's it's paced like an action movie. It's so good. It just has a, a kinetic energy that some of these movies lack. Um, and that's precisely why they offered Dwight Little the chance to direct this movie, which he thankfully turned down. Um, Rick had the idea, and one of the more creative ideas for this movie that never came to fruition, to release the film with multiple endings in different theaters across the country. That way it would give people the incentive to watch it multiple times. So, Eddie, do you remember the multiple endings? I know what they are just once I got the the DVD copy when it first came out. However... uh when it came out originally, no, I didn't really hear anything about it. I don't. I mean, internet. I was still reading things on the internet by that. I mean, downloading pornography. I, but, uh, <laughs> but around that I, re- time, I remember specifically reading about it in Fangoria, <clears throat> and um, because I, I don't know that like it ever made it to the the stage where it was going to happen. But it was it was it was something that they mentioned in the Fangoria article, and I don't know that I. I think I misremembered because by the time this movie came out in the theater, I wanted to go see it again because I thought that that every time they were showing it, they were showing it with a different ending. So I saw this movie twice in the theater, and when it did not have a different ending, I was super fucking angry. What did you What did you think when you first saw this movie in theaters? Oh, I was pissed. I I I but was. You didn't see it sooner. I saw the day it fucking opened. God, yeah. I, I couldn't see any sooner if I'd been on set. Should have drove to the movie premiere. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, they would have threw me out. Saying, "What is this horse shit?" I Just had, I had the means and the and the determination to to pop my cherry for a movie premiere, and it'd be this one. That, that's that's the life I've chose to live. Is got it, a five head. Is it Juliet Lewis? Is that who I'm thinking of? Or not Juliet Lewis? Who who am I thinking of? That's in. Um, Boogie Nights. Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. She looks like a young Julianne Moore. Who, uh, you know, who worked on Boogie Nights? Who? Our buddy Mixtron. Oh hell yeah! Did Kinda he have the prosthetic pants? You know what? I don't know if he did or not. Oh my god! I, I need to ask. I need to ask him about that. Great fucking movie though. That is a great movie. I don't think he did. I don't actually. Maybe and you know what? I think he actually did work on the effects in that movie. Now that I'm thinking about it, um, so. The alternate endings. Do you remember like what they are, Eddie? I know we get like uh like this like a CSI type ending. Um, we get this ending where he he wakes up in the in the his eyes open up in the morgue. Uh, what's the third? Is she get pulled down? Or like he's he's uh, uh is he goes into like a sewer main or something? 
I could have watched them beforehand and I chose not to, but there's the one where like uh, he's being carted off and uh, he comes alive and kills Freddy, which uh, that should have been the fucking <laughs> should have been the fucking <laughs> ending. <laughs> but um, so w- with with the idea that that he had about doing multiple endings, do you think that that would have been an incentive for people to go back and watch this movie multiple times, or do you think that people cared enough at this point? I don't think people were invested. I think if you've seen this movie once, you're like, I don't want to see this fucking movie again. However, you did, so there you go. I it worked. It worked on me, and it was something they didn't even have actually going. I just, I think I just misread Fangoria, but or you know whether it was, you know, the early internet me, you know, reading that that was the case. I don't re- truly recall, but I, I I thought it was a cool idea because they did that with the movie Clue. Yes, where you know different endings in different theaters and great movie and uh, yeah, fantastic fucking movie. Um, I don't know that it worked with that movie either, but pr- you have to promote those things to really, really get it in the heads. And I like that his buddy's about to get it in. He's like, <laughs> just, just kidding with, with that slutty maid. Good for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't even know it was a girl. Now he's a guy. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> That makes a lot more sense. By the way, what what anniversary would this be? God damn, is this the 20th anniversary of this fucking movie? Damn right. A little bit past it? Yeah, it would be. Fuck, yeah. This movie, it's been 20 years since this pile of shit has been made. So you mean this cinematic gold was made? Shut up, Travis. I just want to tell you for reference. <laughs> I watched Night of the Demons 2 the other day, and it's been the first time in a long time. And I watched it with my wife, Landry, and she was like, I'm not going to lie to you, this is pretty bad. It's like, yeah, but there's a lot of movies that are worse, and Halloween Resurrection is worse. Oh, my God. I, I, I love Night of the Demons, too. I wanna, Fucking Angela can get it. I want to, uh, yeah, her and Mouse. Mouse is hot. We she's talked about this. Remember, I said that, I was like, she's pretty cute with her fucking jacked up bangs. I, you know what? Um... It, it's it's it was less of a movie staple back then. It was what was it was a movie staple, but it wasn't recognized. And it was a little a little film called Not Another Teen Movie that really brought it to light. But you have the the girl who wears clothes that are slightly too big, and maybe has a, a not so great haircut. But you know what? In the right light, they can fucking get it. Why is the redhead <laughs> always a slut? And he call her pumpkin tits. In the pumpkin movie. tits. <laughs> Doesn't Brandon have a thing for redheads? I fucking do. <laughs> This one's a slut. Yep. There's no cameras down here. He's like, yeah. Except for the ones in our faces. I can be a camera. That's what he said. It's like, I don't think that was correct. He said, I can be a camera. He's <laughs> <laughs> got his fucking John Travolta jacket on. He's made out of trash bags and duct tape. Goddamn right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Halloween series doesn't get a whole lot of these. Oh, God, you are sexy. Uh, I want to say this is the first movie that we see a pair of tits in since Halloween. Halloween Oh, there it was. And Rick Rosenthal did that as well? Uh, I think he, well, I mean, he's old school. There they go. He's a little too skinny for me. (laughs) And we get it it in such a unclear way that's probably why she agreed to it. Oh my god, skeleton! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like this is like a Rob Zombie music video. I'm so, I'm so turned on by these chains. <laughs> so fucking corny. Um, with the decision to bring back a former director, you'd think someone would be pushing to bring back a former Michael actor, but you know, oddly enough, at this point, we'd only had uh, George Wilbur play Michael in four, four and, and six. six. Um, so. 
rather than bringing back the actor we had in H2O, we have a brand new actor as Michael uh, by the name of Brad Lurie. He's a Canadian stuntman. No Canadian comments on my podcast, Travis. Sorry. Nobody gives nobody gives a shit about your uh, assertions and lies about me being Canadian. Piece of, <laughs> you piece, love Tim Horton. Piece then. of shit. You're a piece of shit. This is my podcast. You shut the fuck up. I'm going to edit this. I'm going to make you sound so stupid. I'm going to edit this in ways where you say awful things. Uh, uh, this is your podcast, eh? <laughs> What's that all about? <laughs> Fuck you. Um, he it's did a mask all about. He did. Uh, he did stunts in the Sixth Day with Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was in Kindergarten Cop, which was directed by Ivan Reitman, who also directed Ghostbusters. You just got busted three times. And also, he was in True Lies with Jimmy Lee Curtis, who was in My Girl Two with Dan Aykroyd. I fucking love. I, you know what I fucking love? <laughs> fucking Kindergarten Cop. It's such a good movie. I love it. It's I not a tumor. It. I used to watch it all the time. You know what's... Boys have penis, girls have gin. That's, con- that's controversial to say now, Travis. <laughs> you just got canceled. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> by the way, before we point out and talk about Brad, this is probably the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened in the series. And when somebody says this is the worst movie, this is the one point I can't argue against. Michael gets fucking punked out. By fucking Buster Rhymes in a fucking The mask looks great there. Just wanna say does not look it, so great it, there. It, it does not look good on him and him talking look at that. with the mouth like It's just the the shot of that mask, it looks great. He looks like a fucking alien. Yeah, that mask looks fucking weird there. I'm kinda glad that the mask looks sh- like shit on him. That one looks more a little bit more like the Don Post mask well, though, I will say that. I think they did that you gotta think they did that on purpose though to distinguish the two. Like that mask looks like hot like more like it looks more like the first mask, right? When that lighting. Well, I mean, this goes to show that, like, lighting the uh, mask prop because the, the Halloween four mask, it's the William Shatner non post Halloween mask. They just they they didn't light it properly and they oversprayed it, so it's just so white. You know why? I will you say. Know, you know why I got punked out? Because Buster Rhymes. A fucking I think he was ass. just like, I can't Shut believe up. you're in my fucking fucking franchise, and he just turned around. <laughs> as a, you know, as a kid growing up, I always thought that the mask was gray. So the very first time I saw Don Post white mask, I was like, "That's not Michael's mask." Yeah, I gotta say, uh, say what you will about about Jason, and he's had some stinker movies too. But Jason would have never, never let somebody talk to him and walk away. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. She didn't put her bra back on. Well, good. We don't need it. This is a slasher movie. <laughs> she should be wearing a fucking shirt right now anyways. Yeah, her pants should be off too. You're right. Yeah. You need a girl with her tits flopping and her fucking seventies bush like coming out of the top of her Good old of her, fur- her brown her brown poop brown panties. Good old fur burger. Good old fur burger. <laughs> and she needs to run around screaming for, for two hours. That's what that's that's what great movies are made of. And brown panties. Yeah. And bell box. That's that's specifically a Friday thirteenth part two reference. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um she, she she got those out of our cabin, if you know what I'm saying. Oh my god, that is our, yeah, that's a that's a deep cut uh, when we play Friday the Thirteenth, uh, the video game. Are there Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in here? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> you know what would made this movie a lot better? <laughs> Fucking Shredder's like, what are you doing on the sewers? I'm Donatello. <laughs> so they're eating pizza okay. in the background. I see what you're saying now, Travis. But I thought you were saying there should have been Ninja Turtle toys for Michael to play <laughs> no. with down there. So that. Time frame, time frame doesn't make you fucking Dude, you're fucking Canadian logic. Jesus Christ. <laughs> There's Splinter right there. 
For those of you who are not watching along, a, a rat just walked across, <laughs> across those sewer pipe. This stupid doll with the syringes sticking in its eyes. I know this is stuff that like Freddy has put in here. Oh, the idea is like most of it is put in there and some of it is, that nails? is legit. Are like, they nails? Yeah, they're nails. Okay, they're nails. I thought they were syringes. Michael um, wouldn't do anything stupid like and that. And that's a production still from Halloween 1. Yes, it is. Oh, he keeps that there to remind himself. I'm gonna kill this bitch. You know what? He finally did it. Yeah, he just. Now he's like, "What do I do?" He's beaten off in the corner. This is one of the cool shots I thought of the movie. I was like, "Oh, that's it's pretty cool." Eating, eating rats. We know he likes dog. Dogs is preferred. Um, his preferred, preferred uh, dish. That's the cool shot. I, I'll give it that. That's probably the, the best thing I've seen on this, other than her titties so far. <laughs> that the tits have been the highlight for me. Um, no joke. Uh, let's get back to Brad Lurie. Uh, he was also in Freddy Got Finger. He was in X-Men 2 and 3, Watchmen, Cabin in the Woods. And most recently, he was in the Child's Play remake doing stunts. So oh. primarily a stuntman, but he, he has a few acting acting roles. So I want to get your guys' opinions on the pros and cons, because uh, traditionally they've hired stuntmen to play the role of Michael. And... Um, what do you think the the pros and cons to having a stuntman as opposed to an actor in the role are? I feel like they can be more they can be more physical, but he he his walk and everything as Michael is fucking terrible. I is that no. it is probably my least favorite uh, incarnation of him of, of somebody playing Michael. Uh, I love George P. Wilbur. I know he wore the hockey pads, um, but I like his the way he moved as Michael. Um, I even like Don Shanks. Don Shanks moving as Michael was still pretty good. It's just a terrible mask. Okay, well, let's just uh, let's very Halloween six. Would you have preferred any of the previous actors to return the role? We have uh, Dick Warlock in part two. We have George Wilbur from uh, Halloween four and Res- uh, no, Resur- Resurrection, but uh, Curse of Michael Myers, Don Shanks in part five, and we have Christopher Durand who played him in H two O. If you're gonna just for continuity wise, I would have Chris Durand to do it for for H two O. He's not terrible as Michael in H two O. I feel like his his build's not that. Big, which is fine. I I still feel See like his eyes too much, but that's that's not his fault. No. Uh, I still feel like he plays it Michael better than um, than Brad Laurie does. I I don't I don't drug use. I don't like. I don't practice anaria. <laughs> I don't see why you wouldn't bring the guy back from H two O though if you're trying to keep the continuity together. Probably because they didn't want to pay him. That's true. Um, because at that point, you know, you you have leverage if you want to bring someone back. If they can say, well, let's, uh, you know, let's up my pay because I'm part of a successful more, movie. More important if you want to bring me back, I'm more important to the series I than quick, you pr- thought I was. Quick question for you. Well, who does he play in X-Men? Well, he's, he's uh, stunts. Oh, it's just stunts. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, X-Men 2, I, I'm, don't get me, don't quote me on this, but I think he's Nightcrawler's um, stunt, double. stunt double. That mask is fucking awful. It looked better in that light earlier, though. Yeah. Hey, girlfriend. Um, so, when now that we have sequels past uh, Resurrection, would you still rank Brad Lurie as the worst, Michael? I he, Yeah, I, I still think so. I, I I love uh, James Jude Courtney. I love him in the series. He he plays Michael great. I I I didn't I didn't like kills. 
But I, I even said, I think it's the, it's time for us to anoint the fact that James U. Courtney is the best. He is Michael. Michael. He is yeah. Michael. Because he learned all of his tricks. Fuck you, Travis. <laughs> Tips and tricks from this one. Come on, man. <laughs> this, is, this is cinematic gold. Yeah, he learned. He learned not what not to do. So here's my question here. So they do this. What was he? What was his end game here? Was he going to take her outside, haul her off? Okay. And, and why are they supposed to explain where he went? Okay. Well, so Tyra Banks' character, who is in supposed to be watching in the uh, control room, I'm assuming, and her was she was supposed to cut the feed there, and. But she's already dead. Uh, yeah, and that's an, well, we'll we'll get into it in, in a bit. But I I think that to basically make people you know go nuts, the people who are watching this and like who the fuck would be watching this? Uh, the Deckard at a, a fucking party where he get his dick wet by an actual woman. Yeah, well, everybody was getting uh, super like invested, and they're like, that's fake, super fake. You're like, you know, you fucking pudgy football player. Well, let's let's just talk about it. This movie is utilizing aspects of the internet because it's, you know, this fancy new trick of the trade that uh, a little film that came out in 1999, a year after H2O, effectively used both in marketing and in, you know, sort of the perception of what can be scary, that being the Blair Witch Project. Do you think that this was a smart idea to include this kind of not all the way in, um, caught on video. What's the word I'm looking for? Found footage style. Uh, to me, I think. Or a was lot, it too late? I think this is more so. It's kind of like it's it's an MTV. Like we've never really had an MTV Halloween. You know what I'm saying? Like I know, like they always say, like uh, Nightmare Four. Nightmare Four is, is MTV. Is the, MT, is the MTV Freddy? We never had that with Michael. Uh, kind of Halloween 6 is a little bit, just the way that they use the strobe and all that shit. Uh, however, uh, producers cut for life. Um, but this is kind of like the MTV era. This reminds me of the show that was going on around this time, which I've talked about this Fear. MTV's Fear. That is a good point. I, I had not really considered that. But Fear came, the, that idea was directly from the Blair, Blair Witch Project. Project. Fear, Travis. Do you remember what you remember? So for people who don't know, MTV's Fear, it was like, it was kind of like, what Ghost Adventures does now, like like in like uh, like ghost groups, but they go in there with you know you have a dare, um, they draw like a basically like a color out of a hat, and you have that color like you're assigned a color, and they have to go stay in this spot for ten you know ten minutes in radio silence. But they have cameras on them like this, so this is very similar to that. And I actually it used to be on right after Sunday Night Heat on Sundays. God, you're lame. Fuck you, buddy. I was like I was like thirteen, dude. <clears throat> <laughs> I like how the fucking mask just changed in like two now, there's shots. So, there are so many slow mo cuts, like I slow. Hate, I do hate that. It's it's so obvious. Look, there's another one. Yeah, I've. He would not clean cut her head with a butcher knife. I'm sorry. There's another one. It's impressive. It's impressive. That it's really sharp. He's been sharpening it in his time. It takes you know? a lot of forearm strength. Yeah, that's that's your jacking muscle. And so Michael Michael spent those uh, couple of years. Oh, he spent twenty years looking for Lori, and every day just you know just jacking <laughs> jacking that weenus. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Are you guys done with this body, or am I gonna take it with me?" Yeah, what the skull fuck is? <laughs> okay. Um, so being that they're they're utilizing sort of this gimmick of you know the streaming found footage kind of thing, do you think they should have went full? Uh, 
found footage with it, like the Blair Witch Project. I know it's probably harder to justify, but I think that it was still probably in people's minds. And that's really, if you think about it, there wasn't a full-on found footage movie for like a decade until Paranormal Activity. And they fucking knocked it out of the park, most of them. My thing is, like, they could have done that and just had it, like, as a group of kids that were just staying in the house and, like, you know, as, like, a, a scary prank thing or something. They're going to stand Michael Myers. I, I, I love the fact, too, that they he just, like, crushed his skull and everything, and they just stood there and watched it. They didn't do anything to try to, like, run away. Or... Yeah, let's run upstairs where there's no fucking exit. It's no big deal. But, yeah, I, I think, I mean, that could have been an interesting uh, way to go with it, though. I personally don't. I, I, I am not interested in, in found footage generally. Um, but of all the... I mean, yeah, this is very MTV fear, like you're saying. So it's like, if they're willing to follow that trend, I mean, like, why not follow one that made a hundred million dollars? True. I, I, I'm not saying it would have worked, but I could understand like the, somebody, somebody in a, a PR being like, let's, let's, you know, we, we can make this movie for nothing, and mm-hmm. it'll, and even if it made the same amount of money, it still would have been a bigger success financially. Ha! He Mr. Fuji'd him. <laughs> he pro hard. I will say, like, just like, I mean, what? Thirty percent of the movie is technically found footage from these these cameras. So I mean, you could have just played it that way. Yeah, but it would have looked so shitty if you yeah. if you got the whole movie and just the that single cam and like you know stationary X cams, if you will. Um, God, it would have sucked. Oh no, it absolutely would have sucked. Yeah. But I'm surprised that like they didn't they go didn't go way. in that direction. Um, probably, probably best that they didn't. But at the same time, I, considering the movie we got, at the very least, it would be more interesting from a conversational point of like the movie. The, this is the bold movie they made after a huge success. Like shooting the movie, like the movie cutting between the two. Though, do you feel that is more of a distraction though than if it would just been a full on movie? Well, I movie? believe one of the uh, bonus features of the DVD when I first got it was you. From the moment they walk into the house with the cameras, they have pretty much like the shots from that, and then you could watch the movie that way. Nobody wants to watch it that way. No, but I do. This is a throwback to Bob's death in part one. Yeah, a little less, way less satisfying. Um, you can tell he's totally hanging there by something. <laughs> yeah, knife. Yeah, I know. All right, so I was leading into it was a great kid. We've we've got all this time. Let's and we've sort of gotten to the the root. Uh, who wants to read the synopsis for Halloween Resurrection, the movie that we're an hour do it, into? Do it fucking justice. Oh, fuck you, Travis. Uh, original Halloween star Jamie Lee Curtis. You again? What movie is that? <laughs> That's some movie that it's came probably, out around two thousand two. Probably. Why do you know that? <laughs> Just read. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You again is back and joined by Busta Rhymes and Tyra Banks in the terrifying Halloween Resurrection, another installment in the electrifying horror film series. God, this is dog shit. The reality programmers at Dangertainment, Rhymes Banks, have selected Rudy, Sean Patrick Thomas, The Fountain, Bill, Thomas Ian, and Nicholas, American Pie, 
and a group of thrill-seeking teenagers to spend one fun-filled night in the childhood home of serial killer Michael Myers. But the planned live broadcast turns deadly when their evening of excitement becomes a night of horror as Michael himself decides to crash the party. Hell um, yeah. That's a B-horror movie synopsis. It is, and Michael is not a serial killer. He's a mass murderer. There, there is a difference. Well, he's a fucking badass either way. You're 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 a badass. This is a badass film. Can we can we can we talk about some of the the actors and actresses in this? Uh, you've uh, you've got literally. I'm right to that point. You're gonna have oh, yeah. Buster Rhymes as Freddy. So H2O had LL Cool J and Resurrection had to have a rapper. I suppose that that was the trend of the time. Got to got to connect with the youths. If if you. If you listen to "Break Your Neck" by Busta Rhymes, that that song fucking rules. Should he be in a Halloween series? Absolutely. Is not. this a desperate casting to try and attract a different demographic, well, yes. or was Busta the right man for the role? He was not the right man for no. the role. However, have he, he even had any acting experience not, before this movie? Well, the thing is, he's not. Re- I mean, it's so they probably would have filmed this in what two thousand two thousand one. Yeah, 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 the story I've always heard was uh, uh, Mustafa Akkad's son, which I don't know if it was Mal- uh, Ma- Malik or Malik Akkad, that said, he's like, Dad, you should put Buster Rhymes in it. He's really popular. Yeah. Oh, God. You went off the- so you know what? I'm surprised. He's like, I'm not going to listen to my fucking son again. And that's why there was another movie dead. Not another movie made until he died. Well, yeah, well, and then Malik was like, let's give Rob Zombie the fucking reins. Let him remake the greatest slasher movie in history. One of, one of the most lauded horror films of all time. <sighs> Thankfully, um, he's, he's realized that maybe he doesn't have the business acumen his uh, father did. Um, so he, he verbally neuters Michael, which we saw, and then later on we're going to have him use his kung fu prowess to karate kick the franchise into an early grave. Damn right, because he's a fucking badass black belt karate guy. Is the character of Freddy the most insulting use of a character in the series? I'm not saying he's the most annoying character that might be Tina from part five. Yes, but that's is, what I was about to say. Is this the most insulting use of a character? Yes. Uh, Absolutely I yes. I think Tina's the next. Tina, I if you if I think Tina would get a pass if they would have showed her tits. Um t- You just don't understand working. <laughs> no, I do they, understand no, working. They didn't understand working because that was the only thing she had going for her is a rocking body. And she was fucking Greg Nicotero. Yep. Good for, I mean, good for him. He had fucking rock star hair, though. He did. Now he does not. <laughs> <laughs> Down there he does. He's got a fucking mullet around his dick. Classy. <laughs> I'm going to grow a mullet around my dick. I'm going to get highlights in it. You think crinkles, will, is that is that what will drive the lady to get a perm down there? Aquanet, 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 my dick hair. <laughs> it's pressed, not permed. Okay, you're right. Pressed. That's manly. <laughs> Getting a perm. That's, 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 a, that's a Judd thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Judd. <laughs> um, so, I, Freddie, it's it's baffling. Like, why why did they think this was a there good idea? There it is. Hell yeah. Karate. You know, he, he full on like crane kicks him like from uh, the Karate Kid later on <laughs> into some uh, <laughs> some 
uh, unshielded wiring. I, yeah. I, I, I just don't think Buster Rhymes is a great actor. No. Then you get Tyra Banks. Yes, we have Tyra Banks as Nora, a huge supermodel. Is is this the time but, around the time that she was doing I mean, best top model? America's top next top model, I believe so. So that's I mean, why she, she was she's popular. A, she's a huge Victoria's Secret model at this time, I know. And then so everybody in this movie kind of has a tie of the reason why they're in this movie, with the exception of maybe one or two. So uh Nora's death scene was actually filmed. There's publicity stills of it that exist, and there's behind-the-scenes photos that prove that her death scene was filmed. It hasn't... To my knowledge, I don't know. I don't have the 15-disc Blu-ray. I, I don't know that it's um, available uh, for if it's actually been released or not, and I don't know if it... I have the Blu-ray right here. I don't know if it's been released on mine. That's beside the point. I have no interest in seeing it, um, but do you think that her death should have been in the movie, or is it better... Um, to have a at least one off-screen death in the film to build a little tension. As big a star as she was, though, like I think it you should have seen that one. Have got to see that. One. I I don't I don't know the woman personally. Evidently, she has a huge ego, and it makes me wonder if she didn't pull some strings so that like, she wouldn't be seen getting killed. Yeah, you know, you're, you'll discover my body. You won't yeah. get to see me killed. I'm too big yeah. of a star. For such yeah. a horrible thing to happen. Well, see, I, I think I think she should have been seen. I, I I don't I don't agree with the, her being killed off screen, with her being a focal point of the fucking movie, like one of the big stars listed as the to be in the movie. Here, I'm going to argue uh, this the 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 tone that the later Halloween movies are going for. Why why she should be killed? Uh, because they're they're following the slasher trend of like more is more. But in terms of like a classic Halloween movie, I have no problem with you not getting to see her get killed because that's not what the Halloween series really, that's not the foundation the Halloween movies were built upon. It's more about suspense and stalking. So having her get killed off screen in that regard does not make me hate this movie. It's just the, this movie, this movie doesn't deserve a good kill. <laughs> Watch this. I hate this fucking scene. In the house, exclamation point. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. Stab, stab him right in his... Karate kick him, Busta. He no. died. He instantly just died and got stabbed in the shoulder. <laughs> Lori, Lori Strode got stabbed and it... Just her brother. It, great, later. She stood down her arm and fell down a flight of steps and still got up. Freddie, you bitch. Oh, my friend. He did. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think with her being like a freaking oh, main star so of the movie, God. she should have she should have been killed on screen. Our uh, our main character, the the young lady who's being chased here, the character of Sarah Moyer, is played by Bianca, and I'm going to mispronounce this, Kajalik. Yes. Uh, small roles in Ten Things I Hate About You. Yeah. Which uh, in the classroom. Which uh, Travis has already uh, tipped his hand that that's you know one of the programs that he enjoys. Uh, he was, uh, she, sorry, she, she was in Bring It On and has since gone on to have a very successful career in television. She was Lisa on Boston Public and was probably best known as Jennifer in a hundred episodes of Rules of Engagement. Good show. Yeah, that's what he said. Not 10 Things I Hate About yeah. You. Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You're, I like 10 Things. 10 Things I Hate About You is yeah. not a bad movie. I like that movie and I also like Rules of Engagement. I thought it was a very good movie. I'm sorry. Great show. Oh I mean, there's a CBS show that came on after How Much Mother, so. Well, CBS is for old people, and and you and you know you know what? Fuck you! How much mother was great? 
He doesn't like sitcoms. Yeah. I like I like everybody involved. I just don't like sitcoms. Yeah. So we kind of talked about this. Her her scream was was dubbed. But if you're if you're casting a movie where you're the final girl who whose job it is to convey you know fear, why would that not be the literally the first thing that they audition her for? Yeah. No. It doesn't make it doesn't make any fucking sense to Fuck me. Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> also, she's very attractive. I'm not gonna lie. She is cute. Yeah. Okay, well, is she the worst final girl of the series? No. Absolutely not. Because technically, well, in Halloween 5, I guess it's Jamie is technically your final girl, not Tina. Um, There's the blood. I'm not a big fan of, is it Karen? Is it, is it Karen? No, it's Karen it. Strode from yeah, uh, Part, from part six. 6. Not really a fan of hers either. There's, it's, 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 at the very least... It, it, She's her, not great. Tyra She's Banks did. But she doesn't have a whole lot of character to flush out in this movie. It's not really her fault, but like character-wise, yeah, it's probably one of the worst final girls in the series. I I think, for my money, I think she is the worst. I I can take Kara Strode, because you get the stuff... You get the stuff... Kara. Kara, whatever. You get the stuff with her and her family and um, the dynamic yeah, of, you know... I agree. That stuff. She has a little more meat on the bone in terms of uh, the acting part. Not so much about... Uh, her actual frame because she was like nauseatingly skinny in that scene where you get to see her bra. She was very skinny. Uh, we have uh, the the actor who uh, you see get pinned at the door um, who was the, the wannabe chef character of Rudy played by Sean Patrick Thomas. He was in Save the Last Dance which Around is this a, time. a terrible hip hop <clears throat> movie with Julia Stiles from Dexter. She was great in season five of Dexter. I was going to say 10 Things I Hate About You because we just yeah. mentioned it but Chainsaw she's great what? in that season of Dexter. Uh, Don't Chase. no no we do not make Limp Biscuit <laughs> fucking references on my podcast. How dare you? <laughs> Motherfucking chains. Shut up. <laughs> uh, he was in Dracula 2000, Can't Hardly Wait, Cruel Intentions, and Barbershop 1, 2, and 3. He was in Can't Hardly Wait. You're right. That's another movie around that, around that same time. So. A little, little earlier. That was like 97. 98? Somewhere around. Yeah. Somewhere around. I mean like around that time. Like those like 90, late 90s. Uh, the the redhead who shows her titties, that's Daisy McCracken. Hell yeah, that's a hell of a name. Yeah, uh, plays the role of Donna. 3,000 Miles to Graceland. She was in, uh, more recently, Atlas Shrugged Part 1. And uh, she has a movie coming out called House of Demons. So I guess um, horror is still in her blood. In her blood. So Ho- hopefully, hopefully. Warlocks look like these days, 20 years later. Well, I, I, I wouldn't mind finding out. Fun, fun fact here, Brandon. Um Nora's death scene is not shown. It did not make it to DVD or Blu-rays. It's Blu-rays, but it can be found on the work print, and there is a YouTube video of it. That, yeah, that's crazy. It's like that is maybe the only work print I do not own of like the classer, classic slasher series, like the, you know the big four or five. Mm-hmm. And, they, um, and it's obvious as to why I don't own it. They said that the um, the reason it was cut was because every every slasher. Movie has to have at least one on uh, off screen death. That's bullshit. That that's what the reasoning was for in this article. Yeah, if you if you say so, trick or treat, trick or treat, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Greatest line ever in a Halloween what? movie. Oh god, this is so bad. Um, we have uh, Luke Kirby in the role of Jim. He was uh, thirty episodes of a series called Rectify. Seventeen episodes 
of a series called The Deuce, 10 episodes of Gossip Girl, and played the legendary Lenny Bruce in 14 episodes of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, where he won an Emmy Award. So a lot of these people have gone on to have semi-successful <laughs> careers. The, the blonde who uh, did not show her bra and their smaller titties. It's uh, Katie Sackoff. She was an Oculus. 16, uh, I'm sorry, 63 episodes of Longmire. And best known as Starbuck in the reboot series of Battlestar Galactica. That's yep. uh, where most people would know her. Um, she's also the person who they missed the boat on. She, she, I mean, don't view her from that mindset of how she is in this movie, but her from Battlestar Galactica, she would have been fucking perfect to be Captain Marvel. I that, agree. That's mm-hmm. the, the, in my head, that is 100% perfect. Um, now, she saw this movie at the premiere with her parents. We told that story. But uh, in the past couple of years, it may have been this year or last year, she released a video on YouTube of her for the first time watching, since then, her performance in the movie because this was her first movie. And that video is hilarious because she just shits all over this movie. So I highly recommend you go check out that video. Well, she's wrong. <laughs> she is not wrong. You're wrong. This movie got her star. She needs to be thankful. Uh, no, Colonel Sanders, you're wrong. <laughs> Mom was right. Um, the, the role of Bill, we have Thomas Ian Nicholas, who was in Radio Flyer, Rookie of the Year, A Kid in King Arthur's Court, and its that's, sequel, that's A, a good Kid one. in Aladdin's Palace, uh, American so Pie, and its very many sequels. Which were around this time as well, which is yes. why he's in this. Yeah, there's a lot of calculated... He wears the exact same outfit in American Pie with, you know, the whole sweater thing with Tara Reid's trying to blow him. I wish Tara Reid would try and blow me, even now with her, like... Weird nipples. Yeah. <laughs> she, 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 she whore. <laughs> she whore. <laughs> That's racist. You're racist. You're racist. Uh, And uh, the role of Miles, who uh, basically is Deckard, our male lead who never shares any screen time with our main character, that's Ron Merriman. Uh, 50 episodes of The Pretender. He's in The Ring 2, Final Destination 3. And he has a reoccurring role on Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, I recognize him from Final Destination So there's that guy that we keep seeing in in Deckard's little group. Is is that the guy who played Freebird? And fucking Freddy vs. Jason? Uh, it is. Holy shit. And, and I actually have that right here. Actors Ben Chapman and Kyle Lamine, who both have small roles in this movie, went on to appear in Freddy vs. Jason. This makes them the only two people to be in a Michael, Jason, and a Freddy movie. Oh, shit. So, they, that's their claim to fame, and uh, they they survived Michael. That's that's kind of interesting. Buster Rounds, that, that one... Feel this. One, one sideburn. Dangertainment, son. So so lame. Um, Halloween Resurrection was originally supposed to be released on September 21st, 2001, but producers ordered reshoots and they pushed it back almost a year. So, I also like to think that September 11th might have had a hand in that as well. Because that would have been the same year. I mean, that's that's very possible. And, I mean, September is right before October, so maybe, you know, they're thinking, like, well, we don't want people to be in a bat. We want uplifting things and not... Like Mariah Carey's Glitter. Yes. <laughs> Greatest, another great movie. Thargeli in there? That's on my top three, man. I hate you. I hate you so fucking much. <laughs> like, like some, some chicken, chicken fried, fried motherfucker. motherfucker. May he never, ever rest in peace. Get off! Uh, that's, that's terrible, man. You want him to rest in peace, so just come back and kill your ass later. 
You know what would really be cool in the new Halloween if, like, Buster Rhymes is walking down the street? Dude, I will fucking leave the theater, and it will lose me. I will sell all my Halloween shit. He, he just kills him, first kill of the movie. It's like... that's And that's the that's uh, the dude that was uh, setting the camera up. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I never realized that was him. I'm not kidding. It's Michael Myers. What? You don't need to hear myself? Michael Myers from the movie H2O? <laughs> he got his head cut off. This guy has a head. What? It's cracking me up. Oh my god, I wonder what his dick looks like. Burnt to a crisp, apparently. He's gonna find out. I'm gonna have to take a look. So, Brandon, there's there's another horror movie that kind of ends like this. Do you know what horror movie I'm thinking of? Uh, Yeah, uh, The Rise of Leslie Vernon Behind the Mask. That movie fucking rules. Go fuck yourself, Travis. (laughs) It is kind of. Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon has the same ending to Psycho Killer. Talking in? it's it's much better. I, I watched watch that with you at the apartment. It is a good movie. It's uh because it's it's shown entirely from the security camera point of view, which is funny because this entire movie is from a security camera kind of point of view. And but that scene was done much better. And there, that's the end of Halloween. Even the credits of like Scream. Yeah. I've never noticed that. Yeah, never. Have you ever got a standing ovation on your podcast before? Because that's no, what we're doing no, right we're now. Not, and we're not about to right now. Fucking great. There was not one character that I gave a shit about in this movie. Fucking great. I, I love Buster Rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> I really cared about that French Kyle, maid. Kyle Labine. Her who, name's Natasha. Who, by the way, is the brother of Tyler Labine from, uh, fuck, the, uh, the movie with the two rednecks. Oh my God! Oh, Tucker, yeah. Tucker Dale versus Tucker, they look just like each Tucker other. And Dale versus Eli. I never. I, I, that's yeah. why it was, his face looks just like his brother's. Yeah. 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 Little. Little less. Little less fat. I would love to see uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil get some love on this podcast. Uh, it's it's one that's sort of been on the on the short list on the horizon. And uh, Travis said he, he never had seen that movie till he got with Lindsay. Yeah, and then he you had talked it. about it all the time, and then she she talked. Yeah, it me used to be my go to show to watch when me and Landry would go to bed. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. It's so it's so good. If yeah, that's the problem, we kept watching it and staying up instead of falling asleep. It's so funny. So, uh, Travis, uh, is this still the greatest movie you've ever seen? <laughs> Jack Skeets Gleason. Uh, it's a great name. Uh, I will say, man, it's gold standard right there. I don't understand how this was not Oscar nominated for the visual effects. They got a Razzie. For, At least it should have. For fucking original screenplay. Buster Rhymes should have got Best Supporting Actor. Um Bianca should have been up there, you know, best lead actress. I mean, this movie is without a doubt the best Halloween movie. I don't care what anyone says. Fat Tony, uh, Fat Fuck Scott, anybody. This, this movie is fucking great. I have a lot of fat friends with better opinions than you. <laughs> no, this movie's fucking it's not wrong. This fucking movie's fucking tremendous. All right. Um, you know the little long fact? This is the first time I've ever watched this fucking movie. <laughs> Uh, all the way through. Yeah, that's why you're here. <laughs> um, so, has your opinion changed in this movie from the time first time you've seen it till till now, Eddie? Has, has it gotten worse? Has it gotten better? It's gotten worse. This movie, uh, I would have rather watched you guys have a fart farting competition the movie and really, smell the farts. The movie's really, movie. really fucking dated. I'm not going to lie. Like, the, the technology, I said that earlier, but the technology makes this movie so fucking dated. Yeah, I, I think I... <sighs> Ask me on the depending, you know, the time and place, and I'll probably be harsh, more harsh or less harsh on this movie. Um, in a bubble, it is its reputation is earned. This is, you know, just a complete miscarriage in terms of where you take your burgeoning 
genre pick uh, that's you know the previous movie was a that basically resurrected your fucking uh, franchise and this movie is called Resurrection and did the exact opposite it killed it Yes, Travis. That's, that's that's what it's fun. Fucking got it. Yeah, I like dogs are poison. I I can sit here and say, as a Halloween fan, that this movie just pisses me off to watch. Every single time I watch this movie, and I'm, I'm like, you know, there are studio executives, there are producers, there are directors that went through this. There are writers that went through this. Like, you know, this is gonna be pretty good. They made money. Don't get me wrong. But in the long, in the in the scope of things, but can you really be like I'm really proud of this movie? Th- but I th- put I put this movie out. The thing of it is, though, is they don't care about the legacy of Michael Myers or anything. All they care about is making money. It's just it's similar to any other movie. They're gonna they're gonna milk it as long as they can fucking milk it, and they don't care how much they bastardize it or whatever to get to that point. They just want the fucking money. Well, there, there was a couple of ideas uh, to, for sequels to this movie, and like I said, you know, thankfully the fans got on the internet and put keyboard put, put warriors a, put a stop to that. But moviepoopshoot.com. Yeah. <laughs> Which but, is also a Dimension um, Films movie. We 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 had this trip. God damn it! But uh, we we got to thank the fans for uh, putting a stop to that. So I think that's going to wrap us up for for this month. Uh, we'll be back uh, in November with uh, some. New fancy ass episodes of the Rants in the Black Lodge podcast. Um, Eddie, you want to plug some stuff? Yeah, man, we got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, the NXT Evolution, NXT Evolution podcast uh, from Project Louder. Uh, we right now we're watching through NXT. I know they love wrestling talk on here, um, but we uh, we got a pretty good little thing going on over there. Where you're watching the uh, Black and Gold brand. Uh, from its inception of the Full Cell days, we're about to see the crowning of Seth Rollins as the first NXT champion. Uh, also, our podcast, Wrestling Ruined. Yeah, we, we just recorded and released uh, the crowning achievement of the abortion that is 1995, that being King of the Ring 95. You want to talk a little bit about that, Travis? Oh, yeah. King Mabel, man. He's already inspiring the future generation with uh, Quincy Elliott in NXT uh, 2.0, which is about to revert back. To, to just NXT, see, which I'm looking forward I to. I did see that um, uh, Oni Lorcan was posting mm-hmm. about it, so we're probably going to get him back as but, well. But, I mean, that was the whole reason we started that podcast was because of the shit-tasticness that is King of the Ring 95. I was inebriated on said podcast, so some of the things I heard back was me remembering them for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> there's, some, there's some gems on there. Everybody does like wrestling. It's, it's, uh, it's, the, it's our WrestleMania. It's our... 78 Halloween, if you want to say, like, it's uh, it's the whole reason we no, it's started not. the podcast. You know, you don't, no, you that, don't, do that, not that, compare that. That would, be, that, that would be this. This would be that. It's the Halloween resurrection. Uh, and then I, I, of course, have an eBay store. Uh, you can find me at TGL Demand 12, all kinds of goodies over there. Um, and I, I like to sh- uh, shout out uh, the, the spinoff podcast for NXT Evolu- uh, Evolution, uh, Wrestling Recommendations, catchy theme song and all, where we, uh, me and Eddie sit down and just pick a match off of our wheel of 150, and we talk about that said match and the lead up to it, and 
Watt's a good match, so uh, it's a snackable yeah. content for everyone out there. And uh, I just want to say it's it's fun being back on the Rants uh, podcast. It's been a good minute since I've been on here. Uh, I know there's a lot of movies um, I got I got I missed out on that I, I wish I could have been on here with and kind of go in depth and kind of give my you know my two cents on. Well, Jesus Christ, we all do so many fucking podcasts. Yeah. It's, it's hard fucking to get us Christ. all in the same well, place at the same time to do to do wrestling ruins. I uh, do want to say though, out of everything, I think I've been a part. On this podcast, this movie is by far the worst thing we've watched. I mean, we, we have watched No Holds Barred on this podcast. We also watched, and this Bourbon. was worse. Did we watched the Bourbon Commando on this podcast. We did, and, and this it, was it, worse. I think that was the. Uh, I last, was frozen today. I, I think that was the last podcast I was actually on. We had a unreleased one where we did with uh, point break. About, about Point Break. That got that got it, it got released. It but, got released, but it got taken down pretty yeah, quick. Yeah, but it was it was fucking tremendous. I love Point Break. But um, it's nice to be back in the you know on this side of things uh, talking about something other than wrestling. And I, I've given Eddie shit ever since I've known him that this was the best Halloween. So uh, it is not. I will go on record and say this movie is not the best Halloween. Maybe second best. Rob Zombie. Halloween <laughs> too. I hate you. I fucking hate you so much. I love. I love this series. I have dealt with so much bullshit over the years for this fucking series, defending some of the bullshit they do. And you come out here and you talk like this. Our friendship's over. I'm done. Here's your ring back. Talking that poop, poop mouth. <laughs> All right, guys. That's gonna, gonna that's gonna wrap us up for this month. Find us on social media at Rance Black Lodge. Check out our homepage at JuicyKruger.com. Buy a T-shirt, a mug, or a sticker for the love of Cthulhu from our web store at RantArmy.com. Till next month, Rant Army, keep marching. <laughs>